Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be getting into on this episode? Ryan, on this week's show, we're going to find out together if you're capable of love and Uh why doesn't the Dominican Republic just invade Haiti? What about you, Ryan? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. um, On this week's show, are we finally recognizing social media for what it is and does exercise make you smarter? You would assume the answer is yes, otherwise I wouldn't bring it up. But let's find out together, shall we? We all have books that changed us as kids, Tyler. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Backdoor Bangers 3. That one just really changed who I was as a person. That is where the story really... I feel like the author really found their footing in Backdoor Bitches 3. Is that what you said? Everybody needs to know... Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say Backdoor Bitches 3? What did you say? Why do you have to escalate? I'm sorry about that. My listening skills... I said Backdoor Bangers. Oh, forgive me. God, we are a classy institution, We're going to bring it back, Tyler. Please do. Books that changed you as a kid. Not that one. Not whatever you said. Books that changed you as a kid. What's the first thing that hits your mind? For me, it's a book called Transall Saga. And it was a book that was, it's just a fiction book, a random. Never heard uh, of it. Fiction book. It's it's for uh, young adults okay. as, the, as the category is titled. And it was introduced to me by my seventh grade English teacher. Okay. And it was... It got me into reading. It really changed my life in that regard. You know what I have some of that with is like uh, the Da Vinci Code. I wasn't a kid when that came out. Mm -hmm. I was in the band. I remember reading it while we were on tour. But nonetheless, it was like that. I'm like, dude, I I had already liked reading. But I'm like, this is it for me. This is incredible. I want to follow down this path. Yeah. But I want to go back even further. I want to go back to like if you give a mouse a cookie times. You know what I mean? I want to before my time. I want to say good night to the moon. If you understand what I'm saying, Tyler, <laughs> a caterpillar that's kind of hungry. I actually do understand what you're saying. Do you remember a hungry caterpillar? Sure, oh, I absolutely. Love that. That, that gives me warm little feelings. Yeah, yeah. Well, those children books are landmines because you can you could walk away from it like the hungry caterpillar, where you're like, wow, I feel happy. Okay. And then you could read the Giving Tree, and you're like, well, I want to kill myself. Wow, Tyler, I am so glad that you said that because where I wanted to go was a light in an attic. I wanted to do where the sidewalk ends. I wanted to do the giving tree, all written by one Mr. I don't know. Shel Silverstein. Oh, very nice. You don't remember Shel Silverstein? I, I don't remember the name. I definitely remember a light in the attic and where the sidewalk ends okay. because our uh, Mama Menendez had those books and she read them to me as sure. a kid. And Excellent. now- as she was reading them to you in that big white book, mm-hmm. right? Kind of mm-hmm. almost looked like Apple packaging. It was the opposite of a hungry caterpillar. It was very, very little coloring. Sure. In it. And it was all as, dreary. As she had the book open and she read to you, do you remember what was staring back at you? No, I remember the illustrations were this creepy. man. <laughs> this man. Okay. That is one Mr. Shell Silverstein. Wow. That's, um, that's a mug that does not send you off to sweet dreams, Tyler. No. That is that is the face of a demon. That's the man who's seen some shit. That is exactly right. Yeah. And, and he's the one who caused said shit, yeah, I would imagine. That, that's fair. For all the kids out there. What it, did that tree ever do to you? <laughs> uh, th- that book, the, uh, the Giving Tree, which is about a parent, where it is this tree gives everything to this one Let's just call him a shitty kid. Like, I mean, a like, terror. Yeah, yeah. A Re- terror. Really just used and abused and then sat on the dead body of their parent tree. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. The abusive child is not the title of a book that would sell very well. Right, so it had right. to be the giving tree. Let's let's judge it up a little sure. bit. Let's judge it up. So that guy, Shel Silverstein, who looks like a like a serial killer Muppet, okay? Good God, man. Accurate, what? but good God. Now, what you don't know about Shel Silverstein, I'm assuming, is that he also made music. Artists generally are not just artists in one spot. They like to express themselves in many different ways. Did you know that Shel Silverstein made music? I do now. You yeah. just informed me of there it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Now, he put out 
at the very least one album, and I would like to discuss it with you. So, can you give me the category of music? I actually have not heard the music. Oh, we, we can review. Oh. Hopefully, it, it's kooky. <laughs> hopefully, it follows up on the cover because what I have sent you uh-huh. is the cover of the album. I would like for you to open it. I would like for you to digest it. And I would like for you to explain it to the audience. What are you looking at? Today? All right, I just pulled up an image of holy shit. Is that? What the you know what this is? The cover of his album. I'm looking at the cover of his album. Describe it's it Shell Silverstein crouching on the outside. <laughs> what? What does that mean? And it's not even crouching, it's crouching crouch with the apostrophe. In. Right, like like the tiger and the dragon. And he's wearing an all-denim outfit, except for the sandals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he has got a look on his face that speaks to a man that would take everything that was given to him by the giving tree. Absolutely. And he would take it vindictively. And almost angrily, you, you, Jesus, he, his face in that album. If you guys, uh, you know, are not watching this on YouTube, please stop what you're doing and Google Shell Silverstein crouching on the outside. What the hell does that even mean? I don't know. What the hell does that even mean? What you will find is an image of this man that it looks like he's on meth there, does it not? Well, his face looks like somebody who's on meth. I would say that you caught him at the fraction of a second that he started his werewolf transformation. So the hair hasn't grown anymore, but the body has started to crouch and move in the way that a a werewolf would. He's about 20% into his transformation into a werewolf. Exactly. So this is, and there's going to be a theme to the show here, this is a warning label that they have put on the books. Yes, these are uh, beautifully colored and and they smell delicious not unlike a venus flytrap they put that photo on there so you know okay you're enjoying these poems this man will eat your face yeah absolutely i mean claiming someone eat your face tyler (laughs) i feel like we're being irresponsible but i will admit that it makes me want to go back to those books that guy's face really draws me in really for whatever reason for whatever reason i'm not necessarily saying it's a positive reason but the whole point of art is to get that emotional reaction, and damn, did he get it. Well, if Tyler's going back in, let's go ahead and say goodbye to him on this final (laughs) episode of Those Guys You Hate. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are Those Guys You Hate. Army and hello to my brother Tyler. Tyler, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. At ease, soldier. Tyler, you and I discussed very recently that Haiti does not have an army. Mm -hmm. They do not. Mm -hmm. So I think that we're totally fine using Haitian army. Have you ever considered that? Oh, I see. Not having anything to do with them. It's just the fact that we won't suffer consequences. That's exactly right. Gotcha. We have no comeuppance, and that is what I love about this show. Tyler, I am lucky enough to be old enough to have the sense to be embarrassed about social media. Do you understand what I'm saying? I I mean, it took a little bit to get there, but I get what you're saying. There was sure. a lot of enoughs in there. Sure. I, left, I let you down a, a, a winding road to get mm-hmm. somewhere. It was just unnecessary. But mm-hmm. I see these kids up in the gym. I see these kids out at restaurants. I see, uh, you know, people everywhere who do not have the sense enough to feel shame about recording themselves doing dumb shit. What, what's your take on just that statement alone? Well, first of all, you just admitted to the world that you're just watching kids everywhere you go. Sure. Second of, second <laughs> of all, that was weird. I'm sure, we'll edit that out. Second of all, yeah, I. That's because it's just become cultural at this point. They're not the weird ones anymore. You're the weird one. We discuss all the time on this show that we need to rid ourselves of shame. That that we we're growing up in this stew of uh of always feeling bad about everything that we do and we need to we need to break ourselves out of this prison we need to free ourselves from some of this yes i don't think we should stop ourselves from experiencing shame because that's a very important reaction to life but in terms of keeping the shame with us and bringing it everywhere we go then yes i agree with you we live in a shameless society Tyler. (laughs) we live in a shameless society you're gonna argue on behalf of more shame aren't you these mongrels (laughs) not not everywhere and i know that i always get caught in this position of wanting to be fun and entertaining on the show and also saying what I mean. Sometimes those two things are, are you know, polar opposites. In all fairness, you do it to yourself. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> what? But these youths, so Tyler, confused. you need to have a little bit of shame when it comes to just, I mean, you're just embarrassing. Anyway, nonetheless, I digress. White guy rant. The thing that I've recognized about social media, and if I click on it, I have had times in my life where I've had different versions of social media, is that my body immediately recognizes this shit is addictive. This is addictive. I should not follow this path to where it goes. Much like drugs, it is perfected in the art of how it makes you feel and making you want to come back. I mean, it is literally built to be addictive. Well, and it somehow gives you the dichotomy of not wanting to leave, being stuck in this one position, but also feeling like shit. Like, if you're really paying attention, I have never come off of social media, which I'm just using as a catch-all term for mm. any of that stuff, you know? And I've never felt as good as when I started. I always leave there feeling dirty and just like, what did I just do with 20 minutes of my life or whatever the deal is? Well, that and that's it, because when you go on social media, it's so easy to enter a trance where you come out of it and you're like, where the fuck did the last yep. 45 minutes go? Well, and it's those buttons being pressed in your body that is producing those chemicals that's what I'm th saying. that they are relying on, not unlike drugs, like, mm -hmm. like you just said, or being in bad relationships, or gambling, or drinking Just too grow much. up and do drugs, people. God! Tried cocaine once! Could you please? <laughs> Children. <laughs> okay, you got double specific. <laughs> you little itty bitty <laughs> You got it. So- I am going to do a Ryan's Vault of Sound in probably the, the least impressive Ryan's Vault of Sound because anybody could get this sound anywhere. Sure. But I know you like the sounder, so we're doing it. Ryan's Vault of Sound. Just like I promised, Tyler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, as I outlined, as I was talking before, these things stimulate your brain and produce chemicals, which... These chemicals are good. They make you feel good, but also it's how you get them that I think is such a big deal. Uh, not unlike gambling, like I said. Not unlike smoking, like I said. Not unlike drinking, like I said. Now, what do all of those things have in common? They're fun. Okay, Tyler. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like you being the mouthpiece for, for where this show is going. But all three of those things, the companies that produce them ask you in various different ways to enjoy their products responsibly. So ridiculous. Why do you say that? I was just, it's so funny you say this. I just had this thought the, like a couple days ago where I saw one of these commercials and it, every single one ends, please drink responsibly. Now, why is that ridiculous to it, you? It, the message itself is not ridiculous. Of course not. Please, everybody out there, Pass Tyler, please drink responsibly. Use your mouth. Stop <laughs> pouring it in your ear. You look like an asshole. I thought you were gonna go a butt chugging joke there. No, that's here. <laughs> I think that's even more responsible. You don't you don't lose a drop. But it's it maybe it's just my pessimism where I, I immediately think like the CEOs of this of these companies don't care how much you drink because the more you drink, the more money they make. That is very interesting, isn't it? And also by setting up that illusion of Hey, we're playing the other side of this. DraftKings, come spend your life savings on blah, 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 mm. blah. We're going to set you up with this and that. Win and blah, big, blah, blah, blah. win big. Got a problem? Call 777-GAMBLING. You know, what? now, hey, we are also our own opponent. We're playing both sides of this. So nonetheless- Well, they are the antidote to their own problem. That's exactly like, right. Like the heroin epidemic where the Sacra family was like, oh, we caused it? Here's the solution. Here, Just buy it from us. Yeah, come buy this from us. And, and what I find to be interesting is I am now- hearing these. Instagram builds features that can help teens see less sensitive content, interact in positive ways, and spend less time on Instagram. Explore over 30 tools and controls at Instagram.com safety. So Instagram is now spending money trying to teach people how to use their product less. Mm. And I just find that to be wildly interesting. I, I think by doing that, you are innately putting out there, hey, we see a problem with this. Well, it's reminiscent of the don't smoke campaigns by the cigarette companies sure. that were going on during the 90s and the early Hey, Joe 2000s. Campbell, get on out there with your saxophone and tell him not to smoke, you badass son of a bitch. You didn't hear his his humps got cut off. What? Yeah, yeah, they were just giant tumors. His lovely lady lumps? <laughs> that's not what those were. Oh, that's not? Well, in my mind, they always will be. So now Instagram is campaigning against itself. And I think that we are finally 
getting some inkling because we're in the wild west of all this stuff because it's brand new. So I think that we're starting to see, hey, this could be toxic. This could change the way that people develop. I want to say it was specifically Instagram, but we're going to need a weekend review on this. Uh, nah, if you want to say it, just say it. <laughs> we need like a reckless sounders. Who cares? Like, I can just say whatever I want. Yep. I believe that Instagram put together, very recently put together a committee, a group to determine the negative effects that social media, specifically Instagram, has on the youths. And? The group was disbanded after their findings were uh, brought up. Yeah, they, 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 they did their work, and then the company was like, oh, yeah, we don't need you guys anymore. Uh, Greg, this is a little bit too real, okay? <laughs> this Go is ahead. really depressing yeah. me, dude. File this in your garbage can. <laughs> so I just think that it's very interesting. I obviously have a, you know, a hard-on for talking bleep about social media. It's just something sure. that... I see as being such a problem, and I love to talk smack whenever I can. I share your heart on, I, I Here with you, bro. That's Solidarity. It's called, called a Chinese finger trap. You know I love that. <laughs> Let's talk about it on the Depression Index. No one can. What the Depression what Index do, is, is a machine that I built while connected to my brother, and we're cranking it up to let you know how down we are, Tyler. How has your mental health journey been over the last seven days? He means surgically. We are connected surgically after he created that We uh, are Siamese twins by choice. Thank you very much. We Vol opt in. Voluntary Siamese That's twins. That's exactly right. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to keep my depression index this week short and sweet, something that I have been struggling with for years. Drinking enough water. It's very important. Water is the, the, the oil that our body runs on, much like a car, and we need it in our bodies uh, enough throughout the day, and it is something that I don't keep up with enough. Really? Yeah. yeah. We I need crush the water in this house. I figured that you uh, that you were putting in your part. I start off strong in, the, in sure. the beginning of the day, but it really falls off the later in the day it goes. I think that that is true, at least in my experience. Of almost everything. Like in the sure. morning, it is so sure. easy to be motivated. And as the night goes on, not just with your physical actions, but just even if you're trying to use your mind in the right way. At, for me personally, maybe it's different for other people. As the day goes on, it, it becomes harder and harder. Sure, absolutely. And and that's that's the point is it it's not just working out or, or any of these active things that we have to get out there and do every day it could just be the upkeep it could just be the the take getting enough sleep and drinking enough water which can be challenging enough so absolutely be patient with yourself this week i'm at a three suck it ryan wow. one two three Ooh. maybe i should move that to four since i threw in a suck it ryan for absolutely no reason Four. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Very, very good. Thank you. All right, Tyler. Well, I'm glad that you're learning these things. And I think that what you're starting to piece together here as you reach your mid-30s is recognizing that living a good life, and I'm using that as a catch-all term, isn't one action or working out. or It is the way that you live your life. It is so many different things that you're just picking what works for you on almost every option in life. Mm -hmm. Very then, well said. And then sticking to it. Gay it up now. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I'll gay up my yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler, exercise. Heard of it? Yeah, it sounds terrible. It really isn't a lot of fun. Sure. And those weights are heavy. Mm -hmm. But what I am going to tell you about exercise is that most people, you know, kind of prescribe that to, you know, your big, tough, dumb, herpetic, handsome guy at the gym. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, sure. Very specific <laughs> what you just did. But yeah, sure. <laughs> Miss you, Steve. Sure. But what I don't think that a lot of people recognize is exercise makes you smarter, Tyler. The connection mm. between your brain and your body sure. is so mother flipping direct. Did you know that? Yeah, absolutely. It's not just the endorphins that working out gives to you, which physically force you to feel better, but it's also what it does for your brain specifically, what it does for your uh, uh, blood flow, Absolutely. which helps your brain out. Oxygenating said blood. All of that good stuff. It really does. And what I've recognized is, like we talked about with social media, so many people are addicted to the drugs in their brain that social media creates. 
That's what we are. We are our lives are based off of a series of chemical reactions going on inside of us. So if you're going to be addicted to something, if you're going to be addicted to a chemical, just be smart about what chemical you get addicted to. Does that heroin. make sense? Get heroin because it is the one-stop shop for the fixture of all your problems. Get on that H dog. Un ride that horse off into the sunset. Get on that H dog is a great <laughs> sense. Is it? <laughs> just for be coming out of your mouth. <laughs> well, and the fact of the matter is, it, I am addicted to the chemicals that working out give me. I, I can't live my life without it. You know what I mean? But also exercise creates new nerve cells in your hippocampus. It is, mm. they are now directly showing sure. that as you age, people who have built up and stored these, these new nerve cells are aging in a different way. Mm. I mean, I, I guess I'm not breaking any news that exercise and meditation makes your brain stronger. So let's all get addicted to drugs. Or excuse me. Let's all get addicted to good drugs together. I'm on board with that. Here, heroin. <laughs> This week, I am at a three, baby. One, two, three. Ouch. Ryan, do you know what that means? What? Oh, well, never mind. We were about to tie for the first time ever, but I actually had to scroll it up to a four. Ah. So close, it would have been a, a, a milestone in this show. System. I'm glad it didn't work out that way because I think the world would explode. I don't think that we're allowed to do this. We had a good run. We did have a good run. It was. We had a lot of greens and blues. We love it Absolutely. Bronze Age, mwah, big old Italian kiss. <laughs> <A> great year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler, we're having fun. We're talking about positive things. I now have to venture into something that I, I'm not feeling positive about. I, this is somewhat of a shameful admission. Ooh, I love these. It's somewhat of a shameful admission. Now, I didn't Go tell on. you. Normally, when we do this, I tell you ahead of time so we can do them in conjunction. Not unlike that Chinese finger trap thing that we talked about earlier. Callback. But I... <laughs> Thank you. That was very helpful. <laughs> I appreciate you defining the nomenclature of the show. I just wanted to contribute in some way. You're doing good. Now... I, this is again, like we had discussed earlier in the show, I find it very hard to do the balancing act between being fun on the show and not embarrassing myself. I say really crazy things. I say stuff that later on I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. and, and I just feel shame about shameful admissions. Sure. And I'm about to do one here today. But I have a solution for this shameful admission that may be more shameful than the problem itself. Are you ready? So you're fixing the shame by just doing something else that incorporates so much more shame that we forget about the first thing. Well, it's less shame in the moment, but perhaps there's more shame overall. All right, no more wait, wait, Too much shame, let's, let's just do this. Let's do this. Oh, man, I felt that one in my sphincter. Now, Tyler, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to get out there with this. I've already done too much preamble. I, I just want everybody to know that I'm embarrassed of this, hence the, the sounder. Hence all the disclaimers. I don't wear underwear most of the time. I'm not, I'm not an underwear guy. Now, I, now I don't want to get too personal, but this is a real thing. I, I think on this show while doing it through fart jokes and, and a lot of so sophomoric behavior, I think that we put stuff out there that people don't like to talk about, but is just real. Mm. And I want to do another one of those here. Sure. Uh, I, uh, that's not, that's not that big of a deal to me. I remember you did that for the longest time and I did it for the longest time as well. And then you're actually the one who talked me into wearing underwear again. You're like, you got to do it again. It, I, it supports everything. I went back to underwear because if I could be totally honest, different shameful. You know what? I'll just do it again. I was worried gravity was going to make my balls saggy. Which it will, which it will at some point in time, but I don't see any correlation between underwear and no underwear. I'm doing just fine. Right? I think this is the point where people start to wonder if we're just doing shtick or not. That is really true. That is mm. why I went back to underwear. Uh, is that embarrassing? Is that shameful? No, no. Uh, I don't want to have saggy balls. So then why did you go away from underwear again? Uh, because I recognize, I don't think there's any correlation. I don't see any difference in when I'm wearing it and when I'm not. Nonetheless, let's get to what really matters, okay? You can't tell the difference between when your underwear is snuggling up against your boys and they're and he holding them tight to make sure they don't go anywhere between them just dangling all loose. 
I wear pants tight enough to where it's not an issue. But I digress, Tyler. That I actually have no argument against. Here is the thing. I've seen them. When you don't wear underwear, as a man, I've never been a woman, so I'm not sure how this goes for them. Yet. And you go to urinate. Okay. Shake as hard as you want to. You are going to, it at some point, even if it's just a little bit, you're going to pee in your pants, Tyler. Definitely. Now, that is, I don't know if that's a shameful admission. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that to be shocking. I'm just being, it's, it's, I'm telling the truth. Mm-hmm. If I go out and I'm drinking and I'm just wearing jeans with no underwear underneath, I have to be very careful that I don't noticeably pee in my pants. And that's very tough. That's very tough. Sure. Especially the more you drink, the harder it is. You know what I mean? Oh, and the less you care. Yeah, well, what's a few drops between friends? <laughs> Have you ever accidentally peed on yourself and just splashed a little water to kind of throw people off the <laughs> off the trail? I've accidentally peed on myself, but I just made a flight home and and just and I didn't do any subterfuge or, oh, okay. or any trickery. I just left. Trickle trickery. Okay, in that case, neither have I. So here's <laughs> oh, the thank God. I was worried. Now here's now here's the solution. Uh-huh. I have figured out how to help that. And again, this sounds like stick stick. But this is actually 100% true. I believe you. Go ahead. You urinate at the urinal. Mm-hmm. Shake. Shake shake as much as you can. Jump up and down, maybe. Ju- jump up and down. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a little toilet paper. Bang it against the toilet paper. Do what you got to do. But when you put it back into your pants, you are going to get urine somewhere. It's sure. just going to happen. You sure. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And perhaps this is the shameful admission. Here's what you do. Are we doing belt talk right now? No belt talk. Uh-huh. You put it in your pants. You reach into your pocket with your hand. You roll your dick up in your pocket, oh, Tyler. Oh, I see. Do you so, understand what I'm saying? Is so that shameful? So it's like when you serve a brand new bottle of wine and you bring a napkin with you to make sure that Tyler. it doesn't touch anything. Tyler. You reach through the, the pocket and grab onto the wang. You you taquito with, it. With the tablecloth. Sure. Okay. Tyler, what you just said... Hmm. Hit the nail on the literal head. That's a classy man's game right there. Now, I like that. I I agree that that it's it sounds bad wrapping it up like uh you know uh, one of those pieces of cheese with the prosciutto around it, but it genuinely works. Now I don't know if I should be ashamed of that, but I'm passing on a little a little a, a little hoo ha help. You know. I think first of all, I love the sentence hoo ha help. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I think that you're doing the God's work right now. I think you're passing on. Uh, information that can help people. I can't there. tell if you're making fun of me or I'm not. I'm serious. But it really does work that way. Sure. Now, now you got to be careful to kind of keep it in there and this little, you know, pig in a blanket situation that you've created. Yeah. It takes some work. It takes some getting used to it. Now you got pee on your pocket. But, uh, you know, that is an actual real thing that that I'm trying that I I'm trying to help. I don't know if it's... Just a follow-up to that. Uh-huh. My... my- the way that this a little peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. Don't the way say, don't, the way don't that say those words, the right. way that this show works is that usually the, the the unspoken rule between us is that whoever comes up with the segment gets to dictate the rules of that segment. That's obviously how it would work. Uh-huh. And it's your segment. Thank so, you. So 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 you can call it what you want. However, I believe that this is not a shameful admission. I think. This is a PSA for your ASS. Really? I think so. Call it what you want. What? I think you're doing a favor. Tyler, you've really buoyed me and given me the power. I'm being dead serious here. Like, I was embarrassed, but now you're making me feel good. After you're done peeing and you're not wearing underwear, roll your dick up in your pocket. No more pee stains. PSA for your ASS. Nailed it. I hope that we're not being too crass here, because that's certainly not what I mean. Well, I like to think that it's a mixture of both. We want to give you some accurate, good information, but we're going to give it to you like children. <laughs> that's all we know. <laughs> let's take a break. Let's get our let's get our shit together, and we'll come back and we'll entertain the masses. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like 
me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal you know you won't because you're lazy that's why you haven't moved out of your parents house we love you thank you for supporting those guys you hate and let's get back to the show those guys now hopefully the world is turned around a little bit and the people who are being that divisive now kind of don't know what to do yeah, it's um, it, it's an ebb and flow, just like everything else in the universe. And these things have a balance and counterbalance to them. Where I you're love gonna, it. You're going to swing it. What do you love? What are you loving right now? You hate. I love, uh, you know, you uh, saying the things that you said specifically. I love when the show moves from that thought. I wasn't listening. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. When we edit, yeah. we, we hear this a lot where yeah. I have... I have statements that that I use to just move on to the next thing. I appreciate you calling me out for it. Mm. I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you. Mm, yeah, that's Don't fine. Ever that's do fine. That. Let the world know what's yeah. going on behind no, the well, scenes. Well, you know, hey, keep up the good work and you're dead. <laughs> Those guys you Red circle. Let's go football. Oblong, not spherical. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue when you don't say your specific team name and you just say football. Let's go local sports. Uh, you know what? I will tell you, and I'm not sure what the situation is. I've always liked sports in an ancillary way. Like, I, I like it on in the background. Casual. Casual. Sure. Um, aside from basketball, which even that, I, if my team's winning, then I'm really into it. But otherwise, I'm not a big sports guy. Mm -hmm. This year... I have been more into football than I've ever been. I don't know why. I actually last Sunday sat and just watched football kind of all day, which I really never do. It's a good time. It, it, it good is time. very fun, and I really appreciate these guys giving up not just their limbs and torsos, but their brains for me to be entertained. And if you're going to ask, I am. I am entertained. Uh, are you entertained? I am. I am. I, I'm ready, ready. I, I think it might also speak to your growth because – you struggle with sitting in a place for a long period of time and you beat yourself up. I do. And maybe you being able to sit down on Sundays for long periods of time and enjoy it is a testament to the work you've been doing. Well, I enjoyed it, but also I do, I still beat myself up. I'm like, you lazy fuck. But you still did it. I did do it. I which did is, do it. Which is gross. And I wasn't wearing pants for most of the time. Let's you do a weekly book nut. Lazy but sexy bitch. Sorry I cut you off. Dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to make a terrible joke. What the weekly book nook is, is a segment that we don't do weekly, and very rarely it's about a book, and today is no different. I'm going to ask you about a television show that I'm assuming that you have not seen before. Okay. Perhaps I'm wrong. Have you ever heard of The Premise? I have not. The Premise on Hulu. What's the premise of The Premise? The premise of The Premise is it is a show that is written by... B.J. Novak. Are you familiar with B.J. Novak? I am not. He was Ryan from The Office, and also, I believe, the main writer for The Office. I know The Office. I don't know who that character is. Never watched The Office. Really? What? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen The Office, but I never got into it. Shocking. Yeah. That is a that is a shameful admission. I may play the sound again. I don't give a shit. Bring all that shame. I, that doesn't bother me in the least. So this is, there's only one season on Hulu, and it is five separate episodes, each one with new characters, with new uh, premise. Every every episode. Right. Oh, so it's like an anthology series like Black Mirror or Love, Death, Love, Death, and Robots. It is exactly like Black Mirror in terms of Black Mirror is kind of this apocalyptic doomsday feeling of what is technology really going to reap. Yeah, technology dystopia, basically. Sure. Now, yeah. this one is kind of that same vibe, but it is more of a social situation. I'm just going to give you the, the premise to the first one. Okay. A social justice warrior, S. Jew, as we call him around here. That's not what we call him. Or do we not call him no, that? No, those are Southern Jews. Those are different people. <laughs> no. Uh, it, this, you know, white guy who marches for Black Lives Matter and donates and pickets and does all the woke. things. Woke. He's Thank you woke. very much. Yeah. 
Uh, he happens to discover while watching a homemade sex tape of himself mm. in the back corner, like as it shoots out the window, he gets a video of an actual crime where a police officer is accusing a black man of attacking him. He has proof on this sex tape uh, that can that will prove that this black man did nothing. Mm -hmm. But for him to help, for him to actually be woke, for him to actually be a S-Jew, mm -hmm. as we call him, he has to release his own sex tape. You know what I mean? Does yes. that make sense, what yes, I'm saying? absolutely. And, dude, it really puts you in this moral conundrum of mm -hmm. what would I do in this situation. I, I recommend it. It it's, was it was very it was very very well done. The first episode in particular, it sucks you in. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the moral conundrum of the train uh, problem of what would you do if you had the lever of a train of whether it go left or right at the cross. And on the left, there are five people on the track, but total strangers to you. Whereas on the right is one person, but it's your mother. What what direction do you let the train go? Where it's very much like this, you come to a situation where it's like, man, what answer do I give? What would you do in that situation? Uh, I like to think that I would edit the video and just show just the crime, but but and he, and he tried to do that, but they also said, hey, we need the full thing. this for context, and so they're watching it in the office with the windows open, and they're like, look, you're helping this man out. It's not about your sex, and, and I don't want to give too much because I really would like sure. for you to watch it. Uh, but I'll tell you, for me personally, I'm killing the five people. I would like to think that I would release the video. And then my mom. I, I You know what? I just I, got a taste for blood. Bring the train back yes. around! And so it's definitely worth checking out. I'm only halfway through it. I want to watch the last two episodes. Are they all like that? Or are some of them happy? Or some of them drama-filled? Or are they all have that tense, what-would-you-do situation? It is that vibe. It is a black mirror, mm. a, a lighter mm. black mirror. And, and speaking of which, I want to ask you very quickly, is there a movie that jumps out at you just as part of the weekly book nook? that jumps out at you that you thought, this movie has to suck. And then you watch it, and you're like, that was great. Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Oh, that's a good question. I saw one this week, and I just want to casually mention it. Please. If, if you're ever around it, I suggest it heavily. And you're going to roll your eyes when I say it? Uncle Drew. Do you know what Uncle Drew is? Is that the one with Kyrie Irving? And that he goes right. out as an old man? As an old man. Sure, I could see how that premise would be good. Dude. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, Kyrie Irving, a professional basketball player, a, one of a the controversial basketball player. Sure, but a very good basketball player. An incredible basketball and player. Makeup artists uh dress him up as an old man and then he just goes out to like uh like random courts and plays against just local people and just I would imagine destroys them. Yeah, he's kind of good. Yeah. And uh and I believe we can review that that movie was built off of an advertising campaign for Sprite. That I is think. correct. Uh, we can review. It was a commercial that they did where they did the same thing and they came up with a movie for it. And here's what I'm going to tell you. And and everybody has their own sensibilities. You never know what is what. I loved it. I thought that it was really fun. Sure. It's got a lot of basketball players in it used mm -hmm. in a lot of really fun ways. That sounds cool. I highly recommend it. I try that. Weekly book note. It made me feel good. It made me cry twice. Really? Yeah, in front yeah. of my son, he laughed at me. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair enough. All right, Tyler, your choice. Do you want to do Week in Review, or do you want to do your segment? Let's do my segment, and we can end with Week in Review. Let's get it, brother. Ryan, it is time for another totally original idea that I came up with all by myself, no one else, only me. Weird that you have to say it like that. First podcast on the right. Ooh, sounds not only enjoyable, but... Brand new. Brand yeah. new. Yeah, I like this. Oh, I was just struck. I was struck by the idea. Now, this is a segment where I pick a serial killer, and we do a shallow dive on that person, but I'm making, uh, I'm tweaking this just a scotch. Okay. I have picked three examples of our topic tonight, Ryan, which is Angels of Death, a.k.a. Angels of Mercy. Now, can you please explain to the audience what an angel of death is? Well, there is different classifications of killers uh serial killers in particular angels of death is one subsect of it you also have family annihilators and you have people black widows black widows sure. you have people who you know get sexual gratification yeah, from yeah, yeah. those are the ones to the the, the sadists those are the ones you want to avoid but the this one that you're specifically talking about, the angel of death, it's people who believe that they are doing good by putting people out of by, by killing people, putting them out of their struggle. Sure, but can you tell them the profession, the situation that you would be in to run into one of these people? I I, I don't think it's 
occupationally uh specific but i think what you're discussing is nurses people are actually in charge of your health when you would be in somebody's care yeah it, would, it could be hospice nursing a doctor sure. just you have to be in that situation well they apparently fall into three main categories as you just alluded to can you guess what those three might be what are the reasons? The three subsects of angels of death? Angels of death, the three main reasons you will find that these people justify their actions. Okay, well, one is they believe they're putting people out of their suffering. Correct. Hero complex. Right. Okay, so... Or, excuse me, I, I, I just gave you one. Mercy killer, the belief that the person under your care is suffering too much and they are beyond help. Uh, to the point of delusion, where you're, you're looking at this person and not even seeing what's actually happening. You're taking reality in in your own way. Exactly. Okay, the second one, is it a hero complex? <laughs> <laughs> you tipped your hand, and I looked. I looked the whole time. Yes, yes. You, you put the victim on the brink of death yourself, and then, being the nearest uh, nurse or doctor, come in and save their life. So that's kind of like Munchausen syndrome? I don't know what that is. Well, like Munchausen syndrome is where you make yourself sick for attention. Munchausen by proxy, we mm. can review, is where you make like your kid sick and then you're poisoning your kid or whatever. Sure. So you're constantly getting people's pity and, and sadness. Well, and the third and final category is power, of course. Getting to play God, having the power over life and death itself. That's why I do it. Would you like to meet our contestants, Ryan? Let's do it, brother. Wonderful! Shocked you didn't ask me what contestants. <laughs> Let them in here. Yes, Ryan, our first angel of death, Kristen Heather Gilbert. As a teenager, she had a habit of lying profusely and faking multiple suicide attempts just to manipulate people. Ms. Gilbert got a job at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center, and within a year, her co-workers chokingly nicknamed her Angel of Death for all the suspicious deaths under her watch. And, and if I have this correct, wasn't this woman at different hospitals? Like, she left one hospital and went to another, and, and the deaths followed her around? That is pretty much the story of everybody yeah. we're going to cover because yeah. it eventually catches up with That's you. That's the thing. People start to notice, like, hey, caregiver, why are people dropping dead in your wake? <laughs> well... Specific crimes for her, Ryan, they range between, but are not limited to, mm -hmm. calling it a bomb threat to interrupt the investigation against her, walking away from a patient who was in the middle of a heart attack, sure. and intentionally scolding a mentally handicapped kid with hot bathwater. Well, I think all of those things in the right context could be explained away. Do I have that incorrect? She was convicted of four murders, but there were more than 350 deaths and 300 emergencies during her shifts. So her kill total could be in the hundreds. Yeah, and that's the thing when people have this kind of ability to play with what keeps you alive, it really attracts these kind of people. You know Very I mean? much so, well said. Now, because she's currently serving a life sentence and couldn't attend today. Really? Miss Gilbert is written in. Oh, okay, okay, talk to me. Ryan, Yeah. you and I escape for a day. All we have is these 24 hours. Where do you take me, and what do we do? Ms. Gilbert is the one who's asking me mm -hmm, this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're on the dating game, right? Uh, I, you know what I think we would do is I think we would start the, the morning off with a nice little uh, breakfast, a nice little brunch Ooh. in bed. Then we would go to a retirement home, and we would just kind of browse all the people who are in dire need and and really need your help and then we would finish the day off at a nursery you know what i mean other kids who are also deeply dependent on other people to keep them alive i want to keep this woman engaged i want her to 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 pay attention to what we're doing i want to follow up on on her likes just so the host isn't totally confused your answer ryan is your date with her for the day would be to enable her murder sure Everybody needs, we'd be like the new Bonnie and Clyde. You know what I mean? I don't, but let's move <laughs> on, Ryan. We're wacky. All right, on to our next contestant. Oh, yeah. Michael Joseph Swango, Ryan. I like that. An unbelievably brilliant but lackadaisical person. After graduating summa cum laude from Quincy University, he jumped from position to position in the medical field 
and everywhere he went, people fell violently ill. Yeah. So From, he's not killing them, he's just making them ill? He tried to. Yeah, he okay. just wasn't doing a very good job of it. But it that wasn't only his patients. His co-workers noticing that every time Mike brought in food or made coffee, yeah. they would get really sick. Get Montezuma's revenge over here. <laughs> Patients <laughs> he cared for. That's when you poop yourself to death, ladies and gentlemen. From drinking Mexican water. Patients he cared for had an incredibly high rate of death. Even his landlady in Zimbabwe, wow. the country he had to flee to after his actions here, began to catch up with him. All of them fell victim to the poisons he kept with him seemingly at all times. Once you pop, the fun don't stop, man. You just gotta keep on rolling. I thought that was chips. I didn't realize that applied to poisons. Is that chips? <laughs> Fuck, I have been doing this extremely wrong. The FBI puts his body count as high as 60. Now, Mr. Swango has written in as well. Are you ready for his letter, Ryan? Swango Unchained? I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mr. Swango writes, Ryan, I may be a killer in the kitchen, but I'm not ready to cook for you just yet. Sweep me off my feet and make these three life sentences feel like two. What's the question there? What are you going to do to make his three life sentences feel like two once you sweep them off his feet? Uh, crossword puzzles. I find a crossword puzzle, I get so wrapped up in them, all of a sudden an hour has gone by. You know what? Instagram. I think Instagram might be great for this guy. You know, a little a little time burner. Is that helpful? Am I helping? Hey, you answered, so okay. that's something. There you go. That's something. I realize I'm putting you on the spot because you have to go on a date with one of these serial right. killers. And, and, you know, this one was a dude, I noticed. Yeah, that was a dude because you got to keep your mind open to things, and you are the gay one. Angel of death. And, uh, yeah, okay, so your answer to sweeping somebody off their feet is crossword puzzle. And Instagram. There's been a lot of, um, actually, Instagram, I think, kills relationships. But I've done crossword puzzles with people that I'm dating. It's actually a fun little thing to do. I think the real crime here is your romanticism, yeah, Ryan. I, I, actually, Nicola has been mentioning that here and there. All right. And finally, Ryan. Yes. For contestant number three. Due to knowing how worldly you are, our brothers from across the pond decided to chip in. Our final contestant hails from Nottingham, England. Okay. That wasn't an accent from there. I don't know why I said it That's like that. That's just how you have to say it, I think. Harold Shipman, right? Okay. AKA the good doctor. Mr. Shipman actually has the highest kill count of any serial killer in the United Kingdom. Yeah, I, I believe I've heard of this gentleman. Talk about an overachiever. Ship is what his friends call him. After being convicted of his crimes, Mr. Shipman hung himself in prison. That's an actual angel of death. Two contestants, Ryan. Two lucky contestants for you to choose from. He was a literal angel of death. I like that. Which angel of death are you going to run with? Will it be Kristen Gilbert or Michael Swain? I'm going to go with Kristen Gilbert because as She's a She's a woman. I am a heterosexual man. And number two, I don't want Montezuma's revenge. Uh, if there's any just don't eat his cookie. If there's any pooping going on in a relationship, I want it to be by decision, not on accident. You know what I mean? Well, uh, Kristen Gilbert, congratulations! You should expect a visit in prison from Ryan. Let's say soon. That's it. I'll have a file and a cake. We'll we'll get the whole thing up and running. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ryan, do we still do that? I was wondering, has that actually ever been tried before? We can review. Yeah, I would like to know that. Uh, okay, go ahead and let him through <laughs> with this file-shaped cake. <laughs> uh ryan that is first podcast on the right great job tyler Thanks, angels buddy. of death a little subsect of kooks that uh that i find to not be as interesting as serial killer you know like they have like arsonists and you have all these sure. different things angel of death never sucked me in because i don't know there's something about that that thought process that that never got me but that was really good man it's pretty crazy to see the carnage that can be inflicted from that position of power yeah, like we said with uh, Kristen Gilbert, where she would walk into a room with somebody with a, a tube down their throat to keep them alive and would just pull it right out and then just leave the room and then when coded, would run back in. That is so crazy. I, I can't even imagine. And it speaks to the vulnerability in which we interact with these people. You know what I mean? You literally are putting your life in their hands. And you have no choice. 
This is literally the person taking care of you. What are you going to say? I don't do that shit anymore. If you go, you could do like a YouTube tutorial on operations. <laughs> you could do it on all skin grafts. I'm sure if I could do my own work, if I could just get in there. <laughs> uh, well, this thing has 13 likes. I'm not <laughs> using this. Let's do Weekend Review. <laughs> Review is Tyler. Weekend Review is a segment where Ryan and I get to make fun of each other for all the ridiculous and let's be honest, wrong things we have said on our previous episode. Often very, very wrong. Very wrong. All right, Tyler. Last week, you casually mentioned that J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, mm. has been putting in some addendums via Twitter ever since they came out. I did. Were you right? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> okay, now. Is that right or wrong? I don't even know. That's a yes. Forgive me. That's a call. <laughs> it's, even- it's a literal callback, Tyler. Now, Tyler, this, remember before we started the show, I said I looked something up for a week in review that just made me chuckle every sure. time I glance at it? Sure. After Harry Potter had all of its success, J.K. Rowling, the author, tweeted out this. Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms. Before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century, witches and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and vanished the evidence. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. What is that? And it begs a follow-up question. Where are they sending it to? What? There's just some sort of dimension that's just filled with poop. (laughs) Just shit. (laughs) Everybody who has a dog has that one part of the yard that you don't go to because that's the shitting spot. (laughs) But so, so you, it, that just makes me chuckle like, how is that helping the story? Why are you doing that? Well, it. I went and looked it up too, and it started out, as most things do, very subtly, where she would put addendums on relationships and how people were faring as adults and stuff like that, things you didn't get insight to in sure. the story. And then she just went off a rocker and was just like, yeah, the wizards are pooping in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they wear those big flowing that's, robes? That's right. Now, the fact of the matter is, and, and she also then went on to say that Dumbledore was having a gay relationship with blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And what a lot of people have said is she's trying to be inclusive in retrospect instead of writing it into the actual book. Sure. J.K. Rowling, I don't want to pass any judgment. Seems a bit anxious. And it's already succeeded. Stop adding to the story. You sure. have won. Yeah. You've won yeah. litera- uh, literacy. Now, Ryan, during last week's Week in Review, you answered your own question of whether or not Haiti has its own military. The answer was no. They do not have one. Right. I, asking the most logical follow-up question, at least in my opinion, ask if the Dominican Republic has a military, and if they do, why don't they invade Haiti? Did I find the answer? Yes and no. No, don't do it. No, no, don't do it. I found no. uh, the answer then. No, no. I don't found do it. that the Dominican I Republic had, does have its own army. Uh, 56. No. 56,000. No. <laughs> 56,000? 56,000 members in their military. Wow. But I don't understand why they don't just take over the whole take island. Take what you want. <laughs> take what you want. You, can, you literally are the only ones with a military. Sure. The Dominican Republic and the Dominican Democrat, <laughs> we could have everything that we need. Tyler, last week, I unnecessarily called two women old biddies. <laughs> And we, we laughed for a while. I laughed at you. Yeah, did I look it up? <laughs> uh. Old biddies is an informal term for a woman, especially an elderly woman, regarded contemptuously, annoying, gossipy, etc. Where did you get that from? From the internet. Because I looked it up and I got something totally different. What did you get? I went to Urban Dictionary, which where is all truth lies. Okay, wait a minute. Can I guess? Sure. Oh, are, are they... Are they breasts? Yes. Are they breasts? Yes, they're bitties from tic- uh, Tickle Bitties. Oh, man. I, did, I, I, I put that together subconsciously. <laughs> so you're saying that uh, they wrote a word that originally came from the phrase Tickle Bitties, meaning big old titties, uh. which then got shortened to bitties, therefore <laughs> referring to women's breasts. The word has evolved and recently can be defined as any type of woman one finds attractive or wants to get with. That's terrible. And if anybody's using the term biddies in the middle of sexual intercourse, get off my boat. That's terrible. Wait, why would you have somebody using that in the middle of sex? Yeah, suck my biddies. (laughs) 
I don't, it's just one of those words that I just hope doesn't work its way into the bedroom. Ryan, last week we discussed different Kickstarter campaigns, or more specifically, ones that failed miserably. You found an incredibly odd one, which was a brush for your cat that you use with your mouth. It looks like a tongue. You put it in your mouth so you can groom your cat in a ritual that will make everyone hate you. I was going to say, and traumatize your cat. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing this? Did I look up one of my own? Weird if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Although I would call it terrifying, this one is called the Blood Sport Project, which was a gaming system that would draw real blood from you every time you took damage in the game. What? It only raised $3,000 before being shut down by Kickstarter itself. Literally, the website came in itself and went, nah, 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 dog. Yeah, it was, they said on their website it was to promote um, giving blood. So you would go somewhere, play video games, and then it would draw blood from you up to a certain point, obviously. It wouldn't wow, just... this guy sucks at this game. <laughs> he is, I mean, he's like a withered cactus on the ground. <laughs> That's why the main question was, what's to stop it from giving too much? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm bad at video games. Tyler, last week we discussed the actual name of the royal family. Did I blow it off? No, don't do it. Of course I didn't, Tyler. No. Good. No, the don't House do it. of Windsor came into being in 1917. No. So no. we think of this no. as being like this don't long lineage of people. I'm 1917, you... that's roughly around the time uh, I was born, Tyler. No. That's that's our grandparents' time. No. Uh, like, you... our, like our grandparents, who I know personally, or knew. Used to. Um, sure. Were alive during that time, so that's really not that long ago. King George V made the proclamation replacing the historic name of Saxa Coburn Gotha. Oh, we're not. Saxa no. Coburn. Saxa Coburn Gotha. No, that is something you scream out as you pillage and rummage through another person's house and you burn it down. As Germanic as not having fun. <laughs> Man, you you really I'm done with weekend review, but you really attribute zero fun to the German people. I, I've had zero fun. I've had bad experiences, Tyler, and I don't want to get too deep into it. They are stoic people, I will admit. The last thing I want to discuss is the age of serial killers, the rough age that it starts. There's a kind of an equation to this. Did I look it up? Phone ring. Early 20s. Of course, it's not specifically in your early 20s, but that is the average age. The average age sure. where where those those chemicals, that that ooze that is your brain turns into like, I'm gonna do this. Well, you take teenage ang- angst and then you add it with the uh, willpower of adulthood. And a little adult muscle never hurt anybody. Sure. And that's we can review. Yeah, I was reading the biddies thing, and I, as I'm reading it off the website, I'm like, he was totally wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I did have it right, old biddies. Where and where did you? I want to know it's where the, you got your description from because it sounded like you typed it up yourself. If you Google <laughs> what does the term old biddy mean, it's the first thing on top of Google, uh, okay. which is where I get 99 percent of my information. I think that's most people. Great job, Tyler. Tell the people buddy. how they can reach out and touch our biddies. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com and uh, click on all the uh, different links that we have up there on the website. And please subscribe to everything, ladies and gentlemen, because we need your support. Great job. Tyler, what's the moral of the story? You know what? I'm going to keep up with my moral of the story. My, uh, I'm going to keep up with my depression index. My moral of the story is make sure you guys are drinking enough water. I was about to say drinking enough sleep and getting enough water. Sure. Drinking enough water and getting enough sleep. It's the age-old uh, answer to all of your problems. Seriously, it will really, will really help you out. Not all of your problems, but it, it certainly will make your problems a lot easier to deal with. For sure. All right, yes. And Ryan, what is the moral of the story? I'm just going to throw in there. Let's all take a, a, a peek at what it is we're spending our time doing. Is it helping you? Is it hurting you? Is there a way that you could change just a little bit into uh, how much time are you sitting there staring at your phone what are you missing out on while doing that and it doesn't just have to be instagram it could be anything in your life let's start taking some sort of uh, an inventory and let's start you know using our time wisely well said and and let's not i am sorry to add an addendum to your moral of the story you're good brother let's not beat ourselves up for using those mindless devices mindless programs whatever it is just be aware of the time that you are giving to them and uh, making decisions thereof and that's why i said not a full revolution just do a little bit you can use that social media that you love 
Uh, Nicole loves going on social media. Mm -hmm. Don't stop using it. Use it as a reward. Hey, if I do this, I'm going to spend 15 minutes on this. For sure. And that is a way that you can build a nice rhythm. I am your life coach, but we are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. You did it. That was well done. One of the dead. Uh, red circle. I can't believe you did that to me. What'd I do? Ask me to be quieter at... <laughs> uh, and honestly, you know what, Tyler? It, the way... It's the it's not what you did, it's how you did it. Uh, the, the Our house is not small, but it has... In the middle of the street. Thin window... Or thin walls, <laughs> excuse me, not thin windows. It has thin walls, and you can hear through uh, everything. Yeah. And, and Ryan and his pukey girlfriend uh, <laughs> come, come in hot. Pukey Brewster. And, and we also come out hot. In the middle of the night. And, and you guys like to go up the stairs aggressively. And not just in the middle of the night. You guys just like to clomp up the stairs, well, as it were. I don't think that we're going up the stairs aggressively as opposed to just that's the way that regular going up the stairs sounds <laughs> on those stairs. I'm serious. Okay. You don't think you do it that way? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to have perspective uh, when you're the one doing it. How often do you hear us having sex? More often than I would like, but not as much as I expected when I moved in with the two of you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to get those numbers up. I'm Tyler. in a gray, I'm in a gray area. We'll right try now. to we'll try to get those numbers up. Tyler, how are you, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, a lot going on. The world, it's a, a crazy pit. The world, it's a crazy place, and, and and things are changing, Tyler. Things are. I'm going right into show shtick. Are mm -hmm. you ready? Yeah. I'm making the transition right now. It's about no, time. Nobody will notice. We've all been waiting. Times they are a changing, Tyler. Mm -hmm. It's just things are changing. People are changing. The way that we uh, entertain ourselves is changing. Change is inevitable. No matter what, change is coming. No matter yeah. what it is, whatever we're talking about, it's going to change. It doesn't matter what the topic is. Well, here's one that left me kind of confounded. You know, as, as time goes on, we're all... Uh, we look at the newer generation and we're like, what's up with you, man? Sure. What, are you, what are you doing? Well, I often rail against people who judge the younger generations. It's like, dude, the generation before you did it to you. Break the cycle. Okay, but before we break that cycle, I want you to respond to just this one thing, okay? I went to go pick okay. up sushi the other day. Okay. Heard of it? Raw uh, fish? Love it. Delish. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy sitting there waiting for his food. And he was watching somebody play Mortal Kombat on YouTube. I, and I yeah. don't mean a person. I just mean like an actual arcade game, as if I were to stand behind somebody and just watch them. There was He was just watching Mortal Kombat, sure. not playing it. Yeah. He was watching it. Uh, watching other people play video games is a huge business. The and fuck is that? Much like podcasting, it is growing by the day. But you could, in essence... Play yourself. You could play yourself. You could get you could get it for that iPhone right there. You could be the one playing Mortal Kombat. Agreed, but that's could the, be you. That's the equivalent of saying, hey, you could go out and play football if you want. I love playing football. Let's no, do it. I want to watch Tom Brady throw the football. You well, want to go watch the best of the best do this thing. And it's unlike anything you've seen before within the realm of this medium that you love. Mortal Kombat, though. Sure. Okay. The experts of the uh, the experts in any field are going to be above and beyond anything that we mortals can achieve. You know what I would love to just drop in right here is that sound effect of Dusty. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Go ahead and do it. We can do it post edit. Dusty. Oh, That's where it's going to go. That's where it's going to go. Okay. That's where it's going to go right Dusty. there. Dusty. Uh, um, yeah, you want to watch the experts work. So I guess you're just seeing the combo work of Mortal Kombat. Like, what do you see there? Like the, the fluidity of it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's, like me, I'm picking. I'm picking uh, Sub Zero, and I am either constantly freezing or crouching and punching. I would whoop your ass with E Honda, bro. 
No doubt about it. I'm terrible at fi- uh, fighting games. I'm just kidding. That was terrible. from Street Fighter 2. Oh, oh, see, I don't even get the reference, Ryan. E. Honda was the the the, the sumo wrestler, uh, and he would do that thing where sure. he would just throw, like, a barrage of, like, palm punches, and I would back Michael Menendez into the corner, and he would become enraged. <laughs> He'd be like, you're cheating! You're fucking cheating! So this is uh, just fond memories is sure. what we've gone down the lane of fond sure. memories. Let me ask you another question. It's weird how it has to do with annoying our brother. What do you know about Hobby Lobby? Hobby Lobby. What uh, do you know about it? I don't know the details, but apparently there's some immoral shit going on with that company. What, uh, what do you mean? Just in terms of how they operate and how they exist, and it's not just Hobby Lobby, but all the dollar stores that grow into these Walmart, all these uh, cheap stores that grow into these gargantuan businesses in order to run and to sustain a business like that. You know, you gotta you gotta cut some corners. You gotta crack a couple eggs <laughs> yeah, exactly. to make an omelet. Exactly, well, are cheap you ass eggs. Aware that the, forgive me, my research is is lacking. I just read a glancing little thing as I am one to do. Mm-hmm. The owner of Hobby Lobby is a fundamental Christian. Yes, he's fundamentalist Christian. Excuse me. Very extreme, from what I've heard. Sure. Do you know that Hobby Lobby does not use barcodes? Oh, really? Does not use barcodes because there is a theory on the internet, as they are one to do, that the owner believes that the barcode is the mark of the beast, which is very interesting to me, actually. Because in the Bible, they talk about the mark of the beast where you would need this mark to buy and sell things. They don't use barcodes. Everything is manually uh, manually done. I could see it because when you got to keep up with who needs to be tortured when in hell, sure. barcodes are where it's at. I'm Absolutely. sure QR codes are right around the corner. Did you scan this guy in? <laughs> Damn it, Beelzebub. <laughs> Clean out your locker. Name drop. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, 1,600 years down the drain. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I just wasted my time. So, so not only do they not use barcodes, but... The, the owner became very interested in artifacts. He started sure. collecting these items for a Bible museum. What do you think about that? Uh, there are quite a lot of those out there. Some of them can range from just the history of the Bible to, you know, people riding on dinosaurs and shit. Sure, sure. Uh, so It's called the Flintstones, Tyler. Think, it's a documentary. But there are museums out there, Christian museums, that actually try to pass off that humans and dinosaurs coexisted. And... I think that it's interesting to want to get artifacts. It's a art collection, a history collection. Sure. I, I respect that aspect of it, but I guess it really just depends on what your intentions are for these sure. things. Well, and I think that everybody believes that they have the right intentions. You know, uh, terrorists think that they're doing the right thing for their God or for their for their country. Yeah, I guess it's few and far between when somebody does something and they're like, I'm the evilest person here. Very few people see themselves as the enemy the bad guy. you know what i mean sure. right um but so this guy I, I am very interested in things that prove or disprove the history of the bible i mm. I, I think that's quite interesting yeah because it's separated because it's been thousands of years since it's been written so it's just separating uh what actually happened in history apart from what's been added exactly what in the way is through. a legend and yeah. what is actually true i find that to be wildly interesting sure so this guy starts getting involved once people recognize that he's gathering all of these items people start offering them to him uh and i'm okay. gonna i'm gonna do more research because i think that this is a a, a fun little story be an interesting week in review to make a, a a long story short they ended up you know, he started buying items from people in Iraq. Uh-huh. He's patch, just passing the whole auctioning kind of thing and buying it directly sure. from the the you know from the source. Mm-hmm. He apparently this this collection was riddled with fakes. Uh, he had to return so much of it because a lot of it was gotten through ill you know ill gain as most art is want to do as most art purchases sure yeah we need more art thieves is that still going on (laughs) they're called governments ryan oh oh. (laughs) well then we've got plenty of that yes we do we've got plenty of that so it's a very interesting weekend review hobby lobby they're coming to get you tyler Is that do I have that right? One dollar at a time. Hobby Lobby, they will kill you <laughs> with popsicle sticks and glue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I wonder how much money that guy has to and that's the whole thing. Is it really goes to show that no matter how much money you have, I can only assume he's a multi, multi millionaire. Big deal. Um, it just goes to show that no matter how much money people associate wealth with intelligence, and I don't want to call him stupid, 
but these people could have some kooky ass beliefs sure. while while waiting in the snobby lobby. That's not helping. Is Were it? you waiting for me to finish so you could say snobby I, lobby? I was trying to rhyme something with hobby. Uh, I, I don't want to give you too much of the inner workings of the show. Sure, but um, it just comes down to not listening to me. I'm sorry. Is where I would like to end it. Perfect. Are you ready? Ready, ready, ready! Go, go, go! Makes my butthole hurt. I'm ready now. I'm so ready. Pucker up.